What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. Your host here, Monster Deface, bringing you guys another episode this week alongside the fantastic two, Panda and SBG. But before we jump into introducing our favorite hosts here, I want to thank you guys at home for, of course, tuning in with us, checking this one out, and uh, downloading the episodes if you're listening in just audio form this week. For our listeners, if you want something a little more spicy, you can actually go to Twitter, where we're going to be posting these up in video form, likely moving forwards throughout 2024, just depending on how much um, work this is going to be, because in fact, this is a lot more work than just releasing <laughs> these in an audio-only format. With that being said, if you're listening on Amazon, Apple, etc., wherever it is, Twitter, or possibly X now, we thank you guys for tuning in with us, and now... It's time to start jumping into things. Let's go ahead and introduce the boys, the fellas. We got Panda. What's up, brother? Hey, man. Listen, good to be back. Good to be here in video form. I'm excited for this one. It's going to be a first since I've been on the podcast. And I've been on the pod for a couple of years now. And so this is the first time we're getting to do a video form of this. So I, I've always kind of pushed for this in the back end. But it's cool to see us getting to do this. It might be a lot of work. So, Monster, get ready. But it's definitely going to be fun. For the people on Twitter watching this right now, you got to write in the comments how much you enjoyed it. Yeah, because literally, uh, I'm the one who typically puts it off. Panda's trying to put more work on me, guys. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> uh, and, of course, we have SBG in the house right now. SBG always bringing us all the all the facts, man. What's up, brother? What's up, boys? It's nice to uh, be able to see all of you. I We all see each other. We turn our cameras on every week. If you guys didn't know that, we just hadn't recorded yet. So now you guys finally get to see all the facial expressions and nonsense that goes on <laughs> during this. A hundred percent. Well, listen, if you're tuning in for the first time here, what we normally do is, of course, cover all Fortnite news week to week. And this week is no different. We have a lot to talk about uh, from a little bit of drama unfolding with Destiny Jesus and Vino and company. We'll dive into that. But also uh, with one of our first topics we want to kick off with Osirion um, revealing some very interesting data. Now, I want to start this one off by saying that us right broadcasters commentators we get to see behind the scenes all the time on what goes into production the uh the efforts right the resources required to actually deliver a full-on show but for the folks at home don't really realize how this can actually impact the players the game potentially and you know for the most time uh for the most part we don't really think about it either right we usually come in with the lens first of hey we're here to do a job want to watch great gameplay and we want to deliver an awesome spectacle but this uh, this development company, Osirian, right, have actually revealed some some pretty interesting data that directly correlates now to server performance impact. I feel like it wasn't a secret before SBG, but now it's kind of like the cat's out the bag. They're they're dropping numbers, right, and they've they've been paying close attention to what's going on. Yeah, I feel like this hadn't been talked about in a while. This was something back in the day. I feel like the old kings of NA would talk about all the time. It's like, oh, we have all these extra observers in here. Like, why do we need all these observers? We know performance is better when there's not observers. And they didn't have pure fact. Just like, based on playing, I can tell when there's more observers in the game versus when there's not. And now we have, like pure data from this team right here and they they put out a ton of data if you guys want to know like damage spawns th they have a paid model they also put out a ton of paid or unpaid stuff on their uh x account for free so definitely would go recommend that it's a uh, o-s-i-r-i-o-n underscore gg on twitter or x but basically what they said is the more observers you have in the game 
the worse the performance is. And the reason they know that is because they went back and watched the Cash Cup finals. And you guys may be wondering, like, there's not any broadcast for Cash Cup finals. Well, it is the observers for FNCS getting the reps in, getting that practice. It, it's not, you guys may think it's super easy to beat observer, but it's not. These guys put in work and you can see them doing that now. They'll do it in the beginning rounds of FNCS 2 just randomly jump in a game or two. If you guys go watch replays, you'll occasionally look. And if you pull up your friends list, you'll be able to see like blast underscore one or whatever. They've been doing this a while. It's not a new thing, but now people are catching on to it again. And we can see that it directly affects the performance of the game. And on the topic of like, it's, it's tough to be an observer. I just want to say, don't forget last week we talked about ESL literally queued in <laughs> as a player. So there are, there are levels to this. I'm happy this week. We didn't see blast players in the, in the finals trying to do anything. Panda, I'm sure you have something to add here. Yeah, no, I, I feel like this conversation has been present, obviously more for us uh, behind the scenes than it is in the forefront of things. And I feel like the conversation always comes back to like, nah, I don't think it affects performance, right? Like, nah, we can have 15 observers in here. And us as talent, we're just like, okay, well, the game doesn't seem to be functioning quite the same and we know there's more observers in this time like there's always these factors that like we're we're kind of privy to uh but it's cool to see like actual data driven facts proving that these observers the more observers that are in the game their more instability comes alongside the game it while it's great for us to know what i fear with this knowledge being public is that we see more devs getting attacked similarly to what we saw with the movement change and things like that and that's the last thing i want right i don't want them going after blast because they have observers in the game i don't want them going after prod people or or anything because they're like oh no now they're the reason where our game is unstable in, in no it's good for us to to have these facts understand this stuff and then hope to see adjustments made throughout the year uh, honestly FNCS and Fortnite hasn't always been the most stable game. We've been aware of this, uh, especially when it comes to the, that high level play. But with these numbers public, I can't stress this enough. Take it with a grain of salt. Do not go and attack people. Uh, that is very, very important for some of the Fortnite audience. Our Fortnite audience is pretty good at that. But uh, some of the, the general Fortnite audience that might pick this up on Twitter, please don't uh, be mean. Thank you. <laughs> And just to reveal some of that data, Game 1 observers, were there were about seven in there, and that was causing an instability around the 47 to, I would say, 48% range when you had about six to seven observers, jumping as high as 56% server, uh, unstable, essentially, percentage. Now, when it was down to one observer, it revealed that it was about 25% unstable so i think what this tells us is essentially one observer doesn't necessarily have an impact on the game they're like to pan this point is always going to be some level of volatility instability right a lot of players a lot of builds tons of uh chaos happening and i mean we all know certain items literally destroy the game performance let's not forget what happens when c4 is in the game or right uh, just a number i could i could actually name a any explosive items. 
and it doesn't even have to be explosive. It can play music like a boombox, <laughs> and we, we won't we'll bring back those bad memories. But uh, yeah, definitely some interesting stuff. Shout out to Osirian, definitely coming out with some cool things, and there's a lot for you to continue to be able to check out there. And this kind of takes us into our next point, right, SPG, where um, players actually had a pretty tough time even preparing and lead up to this FNCS. It hasn't been a smooth journey by any means. I feel like we've seen a lot of issues happen around the cash cups just in recent times uh but more importantly this trickled into the evaluation cup which normally that's about where you kind of test the temperature right put your uh, dip your toes in the water see what your duos are going to do like or feel like as you start gearing up fncs so that lack of practice i should say it's probably going to play its uh, play its factor here yeah players were a little upset the uh, most recent round two of the evaluation performance cup uh the evaluation that came through was the performance was terrible and you were not allowed to play that's pretty much what happened and we've been seeing a lot of issues around tournaments recently there's been like a ton of bugs throughout the history of Fortnite, and normally they're minuscule sometimes they're big and epic fixes them but like this is a weird one where players are not able to see the tournament and not able to queue in so there's been this like uh, it's going on a couple of weeks now, especially for this. It started off in the solo cash cup and then also happened in the eval cup. But pretty much what would happen is you wanted to play a solo cash cup. Well, it just wasn't there and you weren't going to be able to get it unless you joined the lobby of someone that already had it and then just kept that after you left queued in boom. Okay. Now you have it. But uh, this company, Osirian, or I, Osirian, I don't know how to say it, whatever. Um, <laughs> they created a cool bot through their Discord, almost like uh, Unite, where it joins your game and sets the lobby for you. It would join, set you in the solo cash cup, leave, and then boom, now you have it. So that was an awesome fix for a problem. Before that, they gave like the physical game files that you could go in, copy-paste into like your game files within uh your folders and stuff within your computer but love to see a company doing this they've provided so much value um i love that we're giving them a shout here i have a question if it was as simple as potentially dropping a game file into a folder why would an epic push a hotfix you would think <laughs> right no, no 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 like like really think about it this is this is like a serious issue you have a I mean, we've seen the numbers, they're public. There are hundreds of thousands of players that queue into this particular game mode, especially when it comes around to, you know, uh, evaluation cup, cash cups, right? If it if, if the fix was that simple, I I would I would I feel a little concerned is what I'm trying to say. We couldn't get like a hot fix. Does that not warrant a hot fix? So I mean, we know, right? There are layers to pushing an update in Fortnite. You can't just press a button and push an update in Fortnite unless you get approval, right? Especially something that is altering the game files. So I can imagine that it's a process, right? So I'm not trying to defend Epic here, but I'm just saying, you know as well as I do, there is a corporate layer to that business, and you know there's a bunch of heads that have to say yes before they just push something of, of that extreme, right? It's one thing when you're turning a switch on in a game, like, oh, minis were off, let me turn them on, or like, turn add an item, we had it already in the system, whatever. But when you have to alter game files like that, it probably is uh, more important to have it push in a major update. But what raises the real question is why that wasn't the case in the major update this week. Bum, bum, bum. No, I don't so, know. 
it's been multiple weeks of this happening and it's not like you know luckily now there is a fix but i would have you would love fortnite to come out and say something besides like hey this is broken we're working on it and you know yeah uh, it just we'll find out. it just bugs me a little bit when like the solution is coming from like regular community influencers you know uh like just a boop or aussie antics or just anyone right like osirian like a regular influencer or team like the the fix is coming from there as opposed to like fortnite competitive saying hey we've noticed there is a missing file or something like that like we're working to do xyz sorry if you can't make it like i don't know there i just felt like there was no messaging there and that's a huge yeah. miss as we're gearing up for fncs we just announced years of competitive roadmap all i'm saying is i feel like the tone should have been there and maybe even a hot fix press the button man somebody should press the button in my opinion <laughs> talk about buttons resto uh we got a lot of changes inside of fortnite in general this week um our favorite Man. FNCS major event is here. And then game changing mechanics have been added. Most, uh, I would say mind boggling to me is the sprint speed reduced, but reduced in the sense that the time it takes for your regeneration to kick in has been extended by close to a second. If I read that correctly online, which is insane. That's like, if you put that in the form of percentages, whatever amount of time it took from before, it might have been a second before. Now it's like two seconds. So my point is, that's an insane uh, double up on, on the time to, to get that adjusted uh, or start re regenerating your, your sprint, your stamina. Mm -hmm. Sniper's nerf, FOV slider added. There's like Bait. good and bads here. Bait. Let me, let me talk about this for a second because I got baited. Go for it. I saw FOV slider added and all the only context I had was a fire monkey tweet that said FOV uh, slider added, and it showed the graphic and the settings, right? So I'm ecstatic. I'm like, this has been what we've wanted since chapter one when they took away stretch res, right? FOV slider, for all those at home that, that don't know, is when you use a, a number, uh, like a percentage essentially, to widen the view uh, of or field of view that you have. And that's what FOV stands for, your field of view. And so basically... Uh, back in the day, you had stretch res. You could pull, uh, do some little game-altering things behind the scenes, pull the, the resolution of your screen into your monitor, and you can actually widen your view so you had a better competitive edge. So when I see this, the first thought I'm going to have is, great, this is what we've wanted. I want an FOV slider. Like, this is insane. Awesome. Come to find out, it's only an FOV slider for when you are sprinting and when you are in a car. I think I think the other one is in a vehicle, essentially. And so my for me to express my disappointment in this moment is immeasurable in words. Hey, hey, well, I, it's a step. Okay, let's hope so. I really do. I, I I have optimism that it's something that you know what, maybe it's a test. Let's see how it works and then move it straight into the overall FOV and general play. But man, I felt baited. And then the sprint speed reduced. I thought we finally had movement in the perfect place. Like everything felt really, really good movement-wise. So I'm a little sad to see this, but the sniper nerf. Thank you. Thank you, Epic. If there is one amazing thing to take away, the snipers are not causing mayhem across the map like they were it did the weeks, weeks past. The sniper nerf did nothing. 
Yes, it's it like, did. Okay. It is it is top way level harder. player. It okay, is way harder way for us, harder. but top level players don't care. I just watched someone hit three headshot snipes in a row. It did nothing effectively within a range of like 150 meters. Sure, if you're 200 plus, fine. Okay, it's a little more difficult, but like medium range, people are still getting their head taken off. I, I love I love that perspective because you know pros are like yeah this thing is still disgusting and then like the regular <laughs> person like yes we got it it's so much better than my games uh yeah dude sniper nerf I, I I'm I, I'm gonna side with SPG on this one for sure I think I think we're gonna be it's gonna be a non-factor for a competitive player ultimately if it does a lot of damage and it can body you. They're gonna use it. They're gonna body you. Uh, FOV sliders. I also felt a little, a little sad. Definitely baited. Um, but I do think it's a, it's a step in the right direction. If I had to guess, I'm gonna just put a little speculation hat on. It's probably just to see how many users start to tinker with it. Like, do folks actually try to crank it up? Will that tell them, hey, maybe we, we have something interesting here, right? Maybe people want to have this, uh, this functionality in the game. Uh, and just to talk about stretch rides back in the day. Um, not only was like it noticeable if you obviously did stretch rest, but also when like mobile was a thing, mobile had like a, a different ratio. And like I think to date, mobile has its own ratio where you could damn near see the whole feet of the of the character. It's so sick. Like if there was slightly more technology, like an engine attached to my iPad, and you just yeah plugged in a mouse and keyboard somehow, I'm I'm willing to bet there's gonna be a, a come a day where pros are gonna queue in playing on the iPad and just a mouse and keyboard attached to it and probably crush. And let me add to this, right? Because you're speaking of Fortnite Mobile. It was announced today, and we don't even have this on our list to chat about. Fortnite Mobile is returning to iOS is that this leak, year. No, Fortnite tweeted it out. Mm. Fortnite, uh, official at Fortnite game, tweeted out today that they will be returning to iOS only in, in Europe. Europe in yeah. Europe. So that's the so again it was a little it was another little jab at Apple coming from Epic Games because they tweeted out they're like hey we're coming back to iOS in Europe only because the European Union made the right call and now because they did that we can get what what we believe is a fair share and a fair shake putting our app in Europe. Uh, so side note side note though Tim Sweeney uh, was talking a lot about um, Apple and their continued. Um, aggressive changes to try to essentially monopolize and, and in their opinion, scam all of the developers. Um, he put it so, it was like cryptic, but you knew exactly what he was talking about. Essentially what he said is Epic Games Store is the number seven store globally behind three consoles. We all know what three consoles they are, mm -hmm. right? But he didn't name them. Steam was the only PC platform he named. Then he said two mobile platforms. Very cryptic. He's like, I ain't giving no credit to Apple, Microsoft, Sony, Xbox, yeah. <laughs> or uh, Nintendo. You get what I mean? All, but what he said was, we're right behind them. And they, they feel us, you know what I'm saying? Breathing down their necks. And then he, he ended that paragraph off essentially saying, we are gunning to be number one. I just felt like, yo, I don't know, kind of fired up, kind of inspired, Again, it just makes me root for this, this, this dog that Tim is. Like he's out there, really battling, forward facing on socials. He doesn't care. He doesn't hold his tongue back. Yeah. But I guess that's what you could do when you're a, a multi, 
billionaire asset holder, right? Like, whatever. Yeah, well, I believe the Europe piece, like, that was one of the legislations or uh, court decisions that Epic did win. And part of that whole piece now is turned into a law. It's the Digital Markets Act that was passed by the EU, and that's why now it's going to be on the mobile store. So while we can say, like, oh, Fortnite lost all these cases to Apple, it actually does appear that long-term it may pay off because... This getting passed in the EU leads now people within the US to then push legislators to then think, hey, guys, this is this kind of they're doing the right thing over here. If you want my vote, you may want to go vote for something similar. Yeah, does make you think uh, where in the US did we go wrong? Probably a lot of places, but we'll, uh, we'll we'll leave that to the to the fellows up in the court to start to decide. But hey, uh, still a W for Epic Games and Fortnite you know, players as, as a whole. I'm sure that if this um, Epic Games store in the EU market goes live, Epic's going to open up another likely billion-dollar uh, revenue streamline, let's be honest. Mobile, before it was shut down, I think was a substantial stake of Epic's income, and then we saw a whole bunch of shifts. So imagine, had that never happened and they continue to scale today, they were crushing, right? Like, we've been talking about how they've been crushing number accolades all year long. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't even factor in the fact that, like, there's no mobile attached to that. Like, imagine if there was. It'd be it'd be even more just bonkers. The year that they took uh, the game off of the iOS store, mobile sales was, it was, if I remember correctly, again, take this with a grain of salt, it was $1.8 billion. Insane. Yeah. Just absolutely That's just incredible. from mobile. Well, so. th- shout, shout out to Panda taking us down to the mobile tangent there, but definitely a, a great point to hit on. Um, let's jump into a couple more FNCS talks, though, right? Let, let's get let's get this train back on the tracks, man. We have FNCS, obviously, this weekend for some of y'all um, at home. You're probably sitting on the edge of your seats, man, ready for the, the comp season to kick back off. We're going to have a, a much different season. Last week, we talked all about kind of our personal takes and opinions on what we believe is going to be a a shambolics uh event we don't know what's going to happen all that we know is essentially there's going to be tons of games no set lobbies we're all curious how it's going to play out whether or not it's going to be a something we enjoy from a viewer perspective uh before we get to finals or if it's going to feel like uh, a little too much going on essentially but before we get there we we got to have some uh some predictions right let's get some early takes i really only have an na take this week um and and i'm going i'm going with a complete underdog okay you know i like to i like to stick to my dark horses but i'm feeling a deaf and polarized just out the gate and i'm gonna say why some of y'all at home probably think like yo boss this guy's lost he's crazy should have just said cooper miro right yeah 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 yeah. there's safe picks out there let me let me explain polarize newfound inspiration Man's crushing it on socials, right? So I, I think inside his inspiration is there, but it's trickling into Death. Death, who is just like notably uh, nonchalant, shows up last minute, plays the game, and then always calls. But now he's trying to make YouTube videos. He's actually putting effort in. I think there's going to be the, the slight edge going to a potential uh, uh, new horse in the race. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I think Death is usually, uh, like SBG said before the call, roughly top 15 candidate you know but maybe maybe this could be the thing that pushes them over as gets them to that top five uh podium what do you think panda 
I think you're wrong, but uh, you know, <laughs> um, I'm gonna be honest. Look, I, I got to pick for EU and I got to pick for NA, and I think they're pretty obvious. Well, I think the NA pick is more obvious than the EU pick because there's some controversy going to be around the EU pick, and I'll get into that in a second. But my NA pick is Reed and Ritual, and they've just been performing insane. Uh, I'm glad to see, despite the breakup there for a second, that they came back together to continue to play. Uh, seeing Ritual switch up uh, and leave Reed to go play with somebody else was a little concerning for me because I thought they were just such a solid team. And, of course, I've been rooting for Reed since the NA West days, and that's just not going to change. I think the dude's got great heart, a great skill, and I want to see him uh, win on the official NA stage. I know he's won on NA West, but like I want to see him here with the combined regions win a major. So I'm glad to see them come back together. That's going to be my pick going into NA. But EU has a little bit more controversy because I'm picking Pink and Vico. And for some of you at home, depending on when you're listening to this, you might be Vico. Didn't Pink drop Vico for Vino? I really hope it didn't happen. But there's some controversial talk behind the scenes that Vino and Pink are going to get together to play relatively last second and leave Vico without a teammate. Ooh. And one, number one, I think Vico is in a in a really like prime state for his Fortnite ability. I've been I was watching back the solo cash cup and I just happened to catch some glimpses of him. Right. And it wasn't necessarily his wins. It wasn't like anything in particular. It was the way that he was uh, playing the game and his mechanics. And I was just like, dude, this guy is just special. So I really hope that him and Pink stick together play this FNCS out because I, I see they have a high likelihood of winning. But again, the, the, wor the word on the street is Vino doesn't want to deal with Taysen and he wants pink. So, um, I mean, we'll have to see. I think we haven't had the snakening yet on NA. We're recording this now. We're like two hours before cash cup finals. Teams are going to switch up. A, yeah. Teams are going to switch up a bunch tonight after the cash cup finals. It always happens on NA right before FNCS. So sorry, whoever gets snaked and dropped, like that sucks. So you got less than 24 hours because of the cash cup being a night. Uh, I, I can't disagree with the re ritual pick. It seems like ritual and Sven have been able to do something to read that I've never seen him do and i sent sven a message the other day after watching the games i was like dude i've never seen re do nothing and he is now doing nothing game after game after game and that is so good because he has the problem of jumping in boxes like like day when he was playing with clicks being that controller player of like yo there's a there's a guy he got cracked i need to jump in that box no we have max match you don't need to go anywhere and i just watched re literally sit there do nothing so i like that pick i think they'll do well aviv and buga have been regularly performing in opens i don't know how that team will perform in finals and you know th there's a lot of teams like the big name of peter and Poyo. i think they'll be like fifth to tenth somewhere um but the format's weird i thinking through the format like i was thinking through about how is king going to do in eu and it really comes down to the teams that are able to qual to semifinals and then based on that it's almost a crapshoot because you got teams that win the games and then at the end of it you have a final round of i think it's like 35 teams or something 40 teams that qualify through like the upper and lower brackets on that third day. So it's just weird. And I feel like there's going to be some teams that miss out on that. So 
it's I feel like we're going to see a lot of teams enter grand finals that we're going to be like, who are these guys? I've never heard of them. And we're going to see a lot of teams that should do well that don't do well just because of the format. Then for EU, I think Misha Tini have impressed me again this season. Uh, obviously, Cami and Seti just won the most recent cash cup that finished a couple hours ago. But Misha Tini have proved to me that they're now a contender on the region. And uh, I'm excited to see them continue to do well. Definitely. Uh, that's, that's a pretty interesting pick. Misha and Tina have been on the radar, but they have continued to pop up. Uh, the reputation, I feel like, slowly... Um, the accolades, you know, starting to starting to get their notches over the years, and there there might be uh, one of the one of the duos this year to to end up reaching um, international stardom amongst the European region. I feel like they're they're probably just about there. Um, well, guys, you heard it here first. These are a couple uh, FNCS picks from the boys here at the desk. I'm sure someone's probably going to ask, "What do we think about King and you know you know him coming to the region and how they're going to perform?" Um, SBG just kind of hit on it. It's a bit of a crapshoot. I think it's going to just have to play out. You never really know. The regions are completely different. We all know the European region in general has been notable for upsets. Upsets after upsets. There are always big teams that miss. So don't be surprised if your favorite doesn't quite pull through. Well, and we talked about that last week. So if you guys want to hear us break down King, go back to last week's episode to hear what we all had to say. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We we definitely uh we broke the news there. So throughout this uh throughout the next coming weeks, we'll for sure hit you guys with a little temperature check on on the young king. See how he's doing on the EU region. Uh, but before we start, pretty much signing off for the day, we got a couple other quick hits. Let's jump into a little bit of drama here. Uh, Destiny Jesus, very very reputable community figure. Uh, all all in all, I've had nothing but like great experience with Destiny Jesus over the years. There's been a couple times where I feel like uh, you know, he's taken a jab at me. I've taken a jab at him, but he's always been a good sport. It's, it's, it's kind of fun, right? Um, it's kind of like uh, Blood X. There's times where I'm just like, Blood X, bro, I just don't agree with you. And he could probably feel the same. But ultimately, we have a, the utmost respect for each other. And, uh, you know, we, we get along very cordially. Um, but I like Destiny Jesus. This time, though, however, Vino calls him out. And I don't know if this was, like, scripted or something like that. Because, you know, dra- drama... Drama brings attention. And at the end of the day, Destiny Jesus has been selling, you know, some of the best products for years now. And this one right here, it just felt out of character for Vino to go public and call out Destiny Jesus on something. Panda, you look like you got a lot to say on this one. What do you think? Bait. Bait, right? Yes. And so the reason is, um, so Vino tweeted this out more as a joke, right? And Destiny Jesus started actually getting some pretty significant, like, hate or disruption. (laughs) And so if you look back at Destiny Jesus after that tweet, he posted another tweet showing a Discord DM between him and Vino where it, it says uh, it, Vino is basically saying, like, I don't know how these people are actually believing this. So uh, for those that fell for the Vino tweet, that's on you. Um, but it doesn't look like it's actually a serious thing. It's literally just some banter on Twitter. See, that, that's funny because I didn't even see the behind-the-scenes extra post. But I just knew. I was like, uh, this is this is just seems so out of pocket. Like, Destiny Jesus, eh, he never gets into nothing stupid like this. He, he's got to know better. Uh, and then Vino, uh, I don't really see Vino as the hothead who goes to socials to do anything ridiculous. I can see it from Queasy, potentially, right? Queasy, <laughs> I mean, just look at the video he posted. He was pointing at the camera like he was ready to... 
punch Hogman in the neck or something. Like, he was upset. <laughs> oh, dude. He, like, that video, I was like, what am I looking at? You know, Queasy's the rager. Uh, I've always felt like Vino's very level-headed. Just a good guy, um, focused on the game, right? Uh, not not one to do anything ridiculous for social clout. So that was a that was an out of pocket tweet, but definitely brought some uh, some some fun comments to read through. If you guys did jump in, there were a lot of people that genuinely were upset at Destiny Jesus. So you got to be careful when you play games like that. Reminds me of that time, uh, Face Sway pretended he was just gonna like disappear from planet earth and he went all black and then like people were just like upset like you know there's times where you you do things that are like a little edgy right but you could kind of hurt mm -hmm. your brand in the process um this is not as extreme i would say but it, but you're still playing with fire right you don't yeah. want to leave the wrong impression on someone because if i didn't know any better i mean like i said i didn't see the actual response to me i could just be like yo destiny just a scum dude and that's just you know it sucks <laughs> that's how the internet works nowadays that is how it works mm -hmm. well Guys, we got a couple quick player updates before we sign out for the day. We'd like to keep you guys up to date with what's going on in just the player economy, the player ecosystem. SPG, why don't you take us through a couple uh, couple esports org changes happening here? Oh, um, was totally unprepared for this one. I know Pink signed to an org. Um, yeah, that's that's the best I got. Sorry. Pink signed to Onyx Ravens. Uh, mm -hmm. Cold actually is no longer on team agent as he's now a free agent going into the new fncs see normally svg is the most trusted when it comes down to <laughs> getting us with the data but he was Not he today. was uh letting his foot off the gas pedal he's ready to get up out of here uh let's talk about this really quickly onyx ravens uh brand new fresh esports org we've never i've never heard of before um yeah. they seem to have a pretty small footprint on socials however i did see a flag in their their bio and i was like oh cool let me hover over this like wh like where's this team from and it turns out it's a it's a saudi team so they're a saudi arabian uh based esports organization and all i could think of immediately was like the saudis are do it again they're expanding mm -hmm. again continuously um pushing their way into esports not being afraid to jump into Fortnite, which is like way different, obviously, compared to what we've seen. We feel like we've seen esports winter, especially inside of Fortnite when it comes down to org participation. But also, it just kind of brings back the idea that, don't forget, guys, the Saudi uh, uh, government and, and some of those higher-ups essentially purchased ESL DreamHack, and then they launched Gamers 8 in their esports World Cup, right? This is, a, this is an entity that is pouring multiple multiple millions of dollars into space and i mean panda with that continued expansion i'm thinking we're gonna see more to, you know being built right like this is probably just yeah. a start for them well i mean we've seen a lot of stuff going on on the on the saudi side and, and their investment in esports and uh it's a really cool investment to see obviously esports world cup um i even hear some rumblings uh behind the scenes again take this with a grain of salt um but that they're they're looking to do even more uh engagement with pros and things before the esports world cup this year so mm -hmm. we could see some involvement from pros in that regard i'm curious how true some of those rumors are uh about some them being reached out by certain saudi officials uh, or not necessarily government officials but like esports officials from the saudi side so would love to see obviously more involvement from them. I love being a part of the gamers eight in years past. And, and uh, of course the esports world cup moving forward. Uh, it's always been a pleasure working with them. So I love to see their continued involvement in the evolution of what is the common esports in Saudi Arabia. 
so I mean, obviously, a lot of orgs in the U.S. started a few years ago because everyone was trying to get the like next great uh, NFL team or MLB team, and they saw it be super cheap. And this is kind of the same thing we're seeing go on in Saudi. I mean, we're seeing them buy all these like different teams and leagues and orgs, and we all know what they're doing. It's like very simple to see that they're just trying to bring the favor, bring something else into the economy because, you know, it's kind of in the middle of the desert. They sell oil and they don't really produce much entertainment, but they're trying to get into the entertainment industry now because they see that as the long-term future. The the country is being able to have some kind of like diverse economy. So it's interesting to see uh, more and more pop up. But I think now, especially with esports, like in a free fall, it's so cheap to get involved if you somehow have some money in the terrible economy and can spend a little bit to try and build something. Yeah. And what I was trying to get at was I think that from the, the content they capture that DreamHack, it just kind of shows that um, they, they seem pretty proud of like doing player driven interviews and kind of more of that that high quality media that you don't necessarily get sometimes when you just produce a live event right um live events are extremely costly if you want to get to that super high quality high polished type of event um, more often than not these virtual events don't have much to take away with um other than if if whether or not you have an actual media team capturing stuff right especially like in a dreamhack environment so i could see them definitely doubling down investing in more ISO um, situations, and, and honestly, our space really needs it. We kind of hinted last week with Twitch rivals scaling down and potentially no longer existing leaning into the new year. Um, there are less and less folks building inside of um, Fortnite, forward-facing from a third-party perspective in general. So uh, I'm, I'm here to embrace any kind of uh, big big media and, and cool opportunities. So we'll see what happens. But with that, folks at home, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Fortnite Podcast. As always, you can send all your complaints directly to me at the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com. Um, what we normally do here is we allow the boys to sign off first and let them know or update you guys on what they're up to throughout the week. So we'll kick things off with Panda. Hopefully, uh, you're still here with us. Can can we get a Panda? still here? Still here. Hey, listen, <laughs> you, you can find me twitter.com forward slash life w panda. Big weekend going into it. I'm going to be doing a special FNCS viewing party, fully broadcasted with a studio show. I'm flying in guests from all around the US. So you don't want to miss it. Make sure to tune in. Going to be a ton of fun. We're revealing something super cool to uh, the first weekend. So you're definitely not going to want to miss this Sunday. Again, this is February or February. It's January 25th when we're recording. The first week of FNCS is this weekend. You're not going to want to miss the broadcast. Twitch.tv forces us life with Panda on Sunday. Big reveal. Cool stuff. See you there. Heck yeah. I bet it's going to be sick. Uh, SBG, where can uh, everyone find you? What are you up to this week? Uh, Panda, what time should people tune in, by the way? Ooh. Starting at 1 p.m. Eastern, we'll be covering EU all the way through NA through the night. So Okay, thank you. I just was curious because I wanted to tune in. So uh, Same time as the broadcast, if you guys are wondering. Make it simple. Uh, now, if you guys want to go check out, learn something about Fortnite, uh, I'm posting on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. Somebody's gone everywhere. Learn my first uh, don't do for TikTok is post a video and then delete it and post the same video because they will flag it. I didn't think that would be an issue, but I made a mistake on the first one, tried to put it up again, and TikTok said, yeah, no, we're going to flag this. So learning, learning mistake. 
Hey man, we uh we've all been there, and you know, as long as you learn from every single situation, that's that's all that matters. Uh, guys, as always, you can find me at Monster D Face across all social handles. We're constantly building things, not only here on the podcast, but over at Practice Server and Cafe Colazo. New season, new beans, all types of cool stuff y'all can check out. Our creator bag just dropped. My good friend Markstrom. Shout out to him being essentially my 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 rock. My guinea pig, as we are going through so many learnings and built his own custom coffee brand and bag and then release it. So really awesome stuff. Uh, with all that being said, uh, don't forget to dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales. Peace, y'all.